This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. ChatGPT has captured the attention of the world. One month after launching, it already had a million users. The artificial intelligence software got attention for its ability to generate text, realistic conversations, and essays. But some experts very quickly expressed concerns over the ethical boundaries of ChatGPT. Now, a newer version of the program is out. It's called GPT-4. And the big difference? Well, according to early testing, GPT-4 can reason and learn something its predecessor struggled with. So joining us now with more is Drew Harwell, a Washington Post reporter covering artificial intelligence. Welcome back, Drew. Hey, thanks for having me. So I was a skeptic at first of this chat GPT stuff, but I have to admit the tech does sound pretty incredible. Uh, but for those listeners who don't know, Drew, what is chat GPT actually capable of? Um, it's capable of talking just like you and me. You know, you can ask it questions. You can tell it to write a poem or a letter. You can ask it for information. Um, you can just have a conversation with it. And it's a really sort of interesting way of engaging with AI that we haven't really had in this sort of casual of a interface before. Mm-hmm. And now in comparison, GPT-4 can do all of those things you just mentioned and more, Right. Yeah, it, it does the chatting part even better. Um, you can say more words to it. You can copy like 25,000 words. So that's like, you know, a book or a long document that you can ask wow. it to summarize or describe. And you can also, you know, um, inject images into it. You can send an image and tell it to explain it to you or caption it. Or even, you know, you can send it a meme and ask it to explain what the joke is. So it's really kind of um, uh, moving the ball forward on how we engage with these things in a lot of kind of like interesting but also kind of creepy ways. Interesting. OpenAI released the program just this week. But some tech companies have been using it on their websites. So where might folks have maybe already run into this tech? If you've used the Bing AI chatbot that Microsoft put out a couple months ago, we Mm -hmm. just learned um, uh, today that that has been using GPT-4 all along. And that's really interesting because the Bing chatbot is pretty good. You can have a pretty robust conversation with it. So that's interesting. And if people use, you know, they're they're starting to fold this into more apps. If you use Duolingo to learn languages, they're starting to use this AI assistant, you know, where you can talk in Spanish or whatever language. And it will, yeah, yeah, it'll give you feedback on it. So it's it's interesting seeing it roll out in a a thousand different ways and seeing it sort of bake into our lives in a lot of, you know, um, different avenues. Now, Drew, have you used GPT-4? Uh, I have. I was talking at it yesterday and, and finding it really interesting. <laughs> give, well, give us an example. Like, what, what kinds of things were you asking it to do? So, um, you know, the, the, putting it through its paces, pretty much the basics, and it, it, it is really kind of cogent in its responses. But one weird thing was I, I congratulated GPT-4 on, you know, launching, and it said, yeah, hey, thanks for the congratulations, but I'm actually still GPT-3. <laughs> and I said, well, that's I said, that's funny because actually it says GPT-4 at the top of the window. I was just talking with your developers. I mean, and then it apologized and said, you know, I'm sorry for the confusion. I am actually GPT-4. Sorry about that. And then then I was like, okay, this is weird. I was like, are you messing with me? It says, no, I'm not messing with you. And then I say, well, I'm going to mess with it. And I say, okay, no, actually you are still GPT-3. And it says, oh, you're right. I'm sorry. I was confused (laughs) that time. I am still GPT-3. So it's like, no matter how good it is, it's still really um, vulnerable to like being swayed. And it 
it doesn't really have like a layer of ground truth. Like it doesn't go to, it's not like humans in that we know some common sense. Right. It just really riffs off of what you've been asking it. So I think that's going to be a real kind of weird embarrassment thing that we're going to have to deal with for a long time. That is wild. Just hearing that entire dialogue with, I mean, essentially a robot (laughs) or a chatbot. Yeah, totally. In a letter to users, GPT-4 developers wrote about some of what the program can do, including what you just talked about, uh, as well as passing a simulated bar exam and scoring in the top 10%. How does that even work? Yeah, so they tested it on a bunch of standardized tests, the bar, the AT exams, um, and it did really well. It answered the questions with, you know, great passing scores, except for an AP English exam, which I found really interesting. Um, Part of this is not surprising, right, because standardized tests are exactly what the AI is great at. It's like, wow, a calculator can pass a math test. Um, so I, I wasn't totally surprised by that. Mm-hmm. It does go to show that they're very good. I mean, effectively, the AI learned language by looking at all of the answers, you know, right? It, it learned by looking at all of the human speech we have put onto the Internet. And so that part is not surprising, but it's interesting that it can do not just that, but also improvise and be candid and have these conversations. So it can sort of do a lot of different um parts of our intelligence that we've only really ever had as as something people could do. Well, let's talk a bit more about the concerns around artificial intelligence like GPT-4 and ChatGPT. Early on, I remember some experts were especially concerned about the program's potential to generate fake or misleading content. Now, have those concerns been addressed in this new version of the technology, you think? No, not at all. I mean, that is something that is going to be a huge problem, and it's only getting, I think, bigger because uh, it, the AI is learning to lie even better, right? Like, it, 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 it doesn't even really know it's always lying. It just doesn't, because it doesn't have that ground truth, it, it, it's very good at offering a persuasive argument that may be totally unbacked by the facts. And so, you know, we've talked about deep fakes and fake imagery and how often it's used to, you know, harass women, undermine women, um, mm. using pornography, non-consensual pornography. That That's sort of a different kind of AI, but this is going to be used in, in some of the same ways because you can, you can get it to say a bunch of um, lies that seem really cogent and, and convincing. And, you know, now that it's starting to get into this realm where you can give it images and it can describe images, I think that's going to be something where it could could help in um, describing fake images and being used to create things that seem photorealistic but are actually just totally invented. So somebody told me, you know, this AI is like the greatest BSer ever, right? Because you don't even really you something that's untrue it just everything sounds as elegant as and as convincing as that's right everything else yeah you'd have to do your own research on top of that um what do experts say about how this might change demand in the labor market like for jobs that this this tech might make obsolete are we are we far from a future like that no, I don't think so. Yeah, and, you know, even um, before the announcement, a Microsoft executive was talking about how, you know, you could use this in a call center to analyze what customers are asking about, give them automated responses, and save, you know, hundreds of hours of work. And, of course, those are all things that humans were doing. Yeah. And, you know, we all, we've always talked about AI taking our jobs. I think it's going to be a little more nuanced. I think, like, the AI may just take a lot of the tasks we did before and leave us maybe less 
less of that to do. But all of the, you know, a, a company, uh, employers are going to look at this and say, why do I want to pay somebody who needs sick time and a weekend and a break mm-hmm. when I can get the AI to do it quicker and cheaper and 24-7? So, yeah, anything that has to do with writing or art or music or the Internet or office work, I mean, these are all things that um, AI is getting better at doing all the time. Mm-hmm. So that's, 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 there's a threat there. So would you say GPT-4 learns more as more people use it? Um, it, it you know, the OpenAI people said actually that it doesn't learn from its experience. It's, it's a sort of weird thing where, like, they had a big training data set from the Internet that stopped in, like, September 2021. So if you ask it a question about something that happened in last year, it's going to be it's not going to know. And also, like, if I tell the AI something and then you start talking with it, you know, a thousand miles away, it's not going to have learned from our conversation. So it doesn't build up like that. But the model, the AI system is being refined all the time. They're going to be adding more data. They're going to be testing it, tweaking the sort of levers behind the scenes. So it is going, I mean, as we have seen in the last couple of years, it's just gotten more advanced, more, yeah. uh, you know, it's hard to detect when it's, it's talking to us. So, yeah, I think it is going to get better. Drew Harwell is a reporter covering artificial intelligence for The Washington Post. Thank you so much for your time, Drew. Thank you.